0: Hello. I'm Sarah Westcott. This is Katie Willie. And this is To Be Read. The podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go with them. And we end up drunk usually. Yeah. <laughs> we might be halfway there. Um, yes, we are. Uh so Katie, how have you been? I mean it's been a while since we've recorded other than this morning. Yeah. But yeah. yeah.
1: Um I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well.
0: We lots, uh, lots of changes going
1: on. Yeah. And yeah. Um yeah i have been traveling for work which is cool i like traveling for work yeah um i've been sick which sucks that does but it's just like everybody took their masks off in the office and now we all have the same cold everybody's getting sniffles yeah
0: yeah but um yeah i haven't been sick yet which is great and the kids haven't either which is like knock on wood i know super knock on wood but um i don't know Uh, So far, the only person who's gotten the Rona in my house is my husband, and nobody else has gotten it. So (laughs) nobody's gotten
1: it in mine either. And I'm hopefully hoping that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, I'm super excited. We're two weeks out from vacation.
0: Yay! As of yesterday, two weeks out. I'm I'm just under three weeks out. Yeah. We leave on the thirty first. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to go to a warm place. Same. Yep. I'm so excited. We are
1: uh, gonna crash my brother in law and Jess's vacation yeah i love they're that. taking my nephew alex to disney for the first time yeah. in universal
0: yeah
1: um i think it's his first time universal other than when he was in jess's stomach
0: yeah um yeah he's been to disney though right no he hasn't been to disney oh, either wow and okay. he was begging
1: us he's like yeah katie you should come you should come and we're like no.
0: We and you're ready all for a vacation anyway. we go for all-
1: yeah we go all the time and then uh about a week and a half ago i convinced luke i'm like we should just go for like two days yeah so we booked a vacation last week for a week Actually, I think it was just last weekend to go in two weeks. Yeah,
0: that's so nice. I can't wait to go. I mean, you know, same with you. We're pulling the kids out from school for. Yeah. And it just makes the most sense. I, I, I hate doing it because I don't like them missing school and missing homework and falling behind. But they're in elementary school. It's not like the, exactly. the you know it's I, the worst thing that It's not that like it's
1: high school and he's missing 7 days of 7 yeah. classes which yeah. is insane to try to make up from. but Yeah. And
0: when you go on like on vacation weeks it's a fucking shit show. It's a mob. It's we a mob. were looking
1: at the time like the wait times for Disney when on spring break yeah, for, or February break I should say and it was literally like insane. Yeah. Like over 200 minutes for a certain rides and I'm crazy. like I can't. I cannot. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. Do you buy the like express passes and stuff when um, you go?
1: So it's changed. As of this fall, they have Genie Plus now okay. as opposed to Fast
0: Passes. And this is at Disney, not Universal. This is Disney, okay. Yeah. Right.
1: And um, I haven't gone there with it yet, but it yeah. seems like it's kind of cool. You, can, it, It's obviously more money, but you used to just get three Fast Passes and now it's going to be Genie Plus. You can, as of seven o'clock the morning, day of, you can pick one ride and get through the Lightning Lane, aka the Fast Pass Lane. Yeah. And then. Um, After you ride that ride, you can book another one. So you can always have one coming, but you can never have more than one booked. More than one booked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes Um, sense. And then there's a ride at each park where it doesn't work and you have to actually just pay extra, extra money. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I think it'll be fun. But like you said, we go all the time. So I'm not, my family's not, oh my God, if we don't do everything, we're going to be miserable. So that's, that's not where we're at with our Disney trip. So it'll be fine either way. I have a bit
0: of a like, um, a kind of, like, hate relationship with the Fast Pass. Like, I just get so annoyed, like, with people. Because we never buy it. I'm like, we always go on off weeks, so the wait time... I mean, probably the longest we've waited for a ride... Yeah, we've gotten up to, like, two hours in certain... Especially, like, Harry Potter at yeah. y- Universal or yep. whatever. Um, but, like, I just I just can't stand the... Like, I always hate watching those people get coming, on the ride. You know? yeah. I'm just like, I've been fucking standing here. And, you know, whatever. It's just... I don't know if we're cheap or whatever. I just don't see... I don't think it's worth the money, honestly. If so. you're there
1: on an off week, I don't know that it yeah. really is. Yeah. Um, we're going doing the Genie Plus Pass just because Mark and Jess and Alex, are they're only right. there each park one day. Exactly. So it's not like, yeah. and it's who tough. knows if they're going to make it back to Disney again. Um, when we did Universal in the fall, we stayed on property. So because of that, we got the Fast Pass oh, that's for nice. the park at Universal, yeah. which was fine. It made sense. Um, we looked at the same hotel now to try to stay with them because when we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. Yeah. The same room at the same place is like $600 now when it was $300 in the fall. So it's yeah, not worth it anymore.
0: <laughs> Interesting. But, well, that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. And... We're, gonna, we're hoping
1: to surprise Alex. Well, so oh, he doesn't even my know? Kids, oh, my kids so know cool. that we're thinking about it. They don't know that we've actually booked it. Oh. And I'm waiting as long as possible to tell them because yeah. they talk to him all the time. Yeah. And I'm hoping that he can actually be surprised.
0: Yeah. Hoping. Oh, that's so cool. That's such a cool idea. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I've got lots going on in my life at the moment. Um, Yeah. We're planning on moving. Um, So, you know, we've been in this house for 11 years. And uh, we moved here when Aiden was like 18 months old. We built this house. um, We
1: built this (laughs) city.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Um, So, and I was pregnant. I was pregnant with Sophie when we moved in here. So this is the only house she's ever known. The only home she's ever known. Um, But my husband and I just decided that we've... Out- outgrown it here a little bit and are your kids excited Aiden definitely is Sophie is starting to get there she had a bit of a meltdown when we told her about it and I mean, then her best
1: friend lives right down the street, her best right?
0: friend lives a quarter mile away like it's 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 gonna be a difficult thing but we're staying in the same town we're we're building a house um only about three miles away so like even though things are changing not that much is really gonna change you know what I Good. mean so, and I'm, we're at the process now where it's like, okay, we're going to start actually like designing what's picking, going in the house. Picking
1: the picking the options. So excited.
0: And like, you know, when we did this 11 years ago, we were young kids, you know, just starting out with this stuff and like, we couldn't upgrade things. Now, you know, we're adults who, you know, we make decent money and we can actually put in this house like the things that we want mm-hmm. so i'm i'm really looking forward to it and excited and nice. um, yeah so that's that's what's going on in my life um that's exciting yeah uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we jump into our epilogue here no because i want to get okay. to the point in time which th- i think this is the second episode in a row I said you said it again it. i said it again We're gonna start oh with the prologue.
1: my god yeah but i want to get to the cocktail because i'm what thirsty. the hell
0: is wrong with me i do too all right so let's jump into our prologue prologue
1: Katie. the prologue
0: Um, Okay, so we're going to start with the book details, as we normally do. Um, This uh, episode, we read The Push by Ashley Audrain. Um, This was published on January 5th, 2021. So, you know, a a year into the pandemic, basically. Um, LA Times called it, uh, quote, a bad mother story you can actually believe. It's an international bestseller. Critically acclaimed, uh, best books list of 2021, and Katie, there is a limited series in the works. So at some point, we, we can, can have do a screen a screenisode for this. Uh, oh does yeah. it?
1: Do you know anybody who's playing anybody? Is I, it, I, don't, not even I don't I don't think yet. it's that far okay. into
0: even production yet. So we'll That's like exciting. we can like we can keep up on that and see yes. what we can come up with. But why don't you read our synopsis for sure. us? Sure.
1: So Blythe Connor is determined that I just realized I'm like, is Blythe as, I, as soon as I said it, I was like, is that the right word yeah. <laughs> is determined that she will be the warm, comforting mother to her new baby Violet that she herself never had. But in the exhaustion of early motherhood, Blythe becomes convinced that something is wrong with her daughter. Or is it all in Blythe's head? The more her husband Fox dismisses her fears, the more Blythe begins to question her own sanity. Then their son, Sam is born and with him Blythe has the blissful connection. She's always imagined with her child. But when their lives are changed in an instant, the devastating fallout forces Blythe to face the truth. The push is an utterly immersive novel that will challenge everything you think of everything you think you know about motherhood, what we owe our children, and what it feels like when women are not
0: believed. Love it. Good synopsis. Yes. Um I have some thoughts about that, obviously. But let's jump to our cocktail really quick yes. before we get started. So we are
1: drinking a cocktail called the mother, mm-hmm. conveniently enough. Um, it is gin vodka grenadine and sweet and sour max um the recipe also called for a topper of beer but we uh we couldn't figure out why that would be so
0: we just skipped it yeah we opted out of that Um, so cheers cheers let's taste that it's that's good. So mm-hmm. much grenadine. I just love grenadine so much. It's um
1: way different than the scotch and water we were just drinking for our vignette.
0: Yeah, we we <clears> definitely <throat> already have uh, been a drink in and this is much better. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like fruit
1: punch and it pretty much tastes like it. Yeah,
0: too. I I like cher- like cherry high sea almost, you yeah. know what I mean? I love that. I love the Kool-Aid it. kool aid guys going to burst through the door. But in it'll into your still but it'll still
1: get you drunk. Yes. And I like
0: that. So yeah. that's great. Um all right, so Ready to go into the story? Well, let's go into the story. Let's do it. All right. The story! Um, so, Katie, I guess our first question that we always ask each other, did you like this book? I did.
1: I very much liked it. I just finished it this morning.
0: Okay. Um. Did you like it? I really liked this book. It was... Um, it's certainly hard, like, a kind of difficult to read as a mom. There are definitely difficult parts where you're like, oh, but I don't want to think about this at all. No, um, not in the least. Not at all. And, um, but at the same time, it's almost like you're reading it and you, you kind of feel seen as a mother, too. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's absolutely got that... I don't know. I didn't it's really... It's the dark side of motherhood. Dark side of motherhood and... Dark side of uh, post postpartum depression. Absolutely. That's right there yes. for a lot of people. Yes. And even though she, she even says in the book she doesn't... She not, She's not. She didn't... Ha- she wasn't diagnosed with post- postpartum de- depression, but it certainly seems like she had it. Um, but I did. I really enjoyed this book. I read it super quickly. It's a it's a short, yep. like two hundred something page book. I think right and yeah, it's only like two hundred fifty pages. Two ninety. Oh it was yeah. Oh yeah. No, three hundred. Yeah, three hundred. Okay. Um, super easy read, fast read, and um, really kept me on the edge of my seat, like thr- like in that psychological thriller kind of way, yep. but not a thriller book really no 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 no. you know i mean mean, you start
1: the book starts out and she's spying on her daughter and her ex-husband who's not even i don't even think they are fully divorced by the end of the book yeah um and his new wife or future wife yeah future wife whatever and also their new child and just spying on them on christmas through the window and i was like all right i actually immediately thought that it was going to be one of those ones Where the mother is batshit crazy, and it's like everybody's better off without her, and that's not
0: the way this went. Same. I was immediately like, "Oh shit!" Like this is going to be about a shitty mom who left her family, and now she's like coming back and being crazy and whatever. But like, we're. I love that it sets it up like that, and then we we go into the backstory and we learn why she's outside looking in into yeah. the window yeah. and and the way that she describes her daughter looking at her, like, just staring at chilling. her. Chilling. Absolutely chilling. Um, so Spoiler
1: alert, because we are definitely going to spoil this book. Yes, for Our sure. Her daughter is a fucking psycho. A,
0: a definite <laughs> psychopath. And, like, and what I love about this book is it's kind of so, like, um, underlying, kind of. It, like, sneaks up on you. Mm-hmm. And you're not sure, just like she's not sure. Yep. You're not sure if this kid is actually a psychopath. Or if it's all in her head. Yeah. Like there's so the much yep. there's so much gaslighting happening in, happening in this book. Like gaslighting that she is doing to herself, gaslighting that her daughter is doing to her, gaslighting that her husband is doing to her. It's like there's fucking
1: lit gases everywhere. Everywhere, <laughs>
0: everywhere. It's so crazy. But yeah, I said that I said the same thing, Katie. I said in the first few pages, you're like, okay, this is just gonna be the story of a shitty mom. Yeah. But um there was like literally the first, like the I don't know what they usually call it, like the epitaph in the in the beginning or whatever. Um I love that by the way. And Me it totally, too.
1: totally I, I had never ever ever thought about it. Never I had, thought about sorry, this either.
0: I want to read the whole thing if that's okay. Um it is often said that the first sound we hear in the womb is our mother's heartbeat. Actually, the first sound to vibrate our newly developed hearing apparatus is the pulse of our our mother's blood through her veins and arteries we vibrate to that primordial rhythm even before we have ears to hear before we were conceived we existed in part as an egg in our mother's ovary all the eggs a woman will ever carry form in her ovaries while she is four is a four-month-old fetus in the womb of her mother this means our cellular life as an egg begins in the womb of our grandmother each of us spent five months in our grandmother's womb and she in turn formed within the womb of her grandmother We vibrate to the rhythms of our mother's blood before she herself is born. Isn't that
1: so cool? It's so awesome. It like gave me chills. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, my grandma just passed not that long ago, and so like that just like. Increase the connection I had Absolutely. with her and I was like oh my god yeah yeah
0: and like you know it in, in kind of in the same way like I when when we're going on vacation it's it's basically to see my grandmother who lives in Florida and I haven't seen her in four years at this point so like Holy reading go. that for yeah. me I was just like oh that's really that's a really cool way to yes. look at things and I've never thought of that no
1: I, I, d- I know that you're born with all of your eggs that you're going to have, right. but I never thought about the fact that they develop while you're, while still, you're still in your and, grand- yes. like, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So nuts.
0: So nuts. It's but- fantastic. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I just the the whole chain of mothers and grandmothers in this, of Edda and Cecilia and Blythe and Violet is just they're all fucked up. They're all crazy. And
0: what's, what's hard is that like I almost feel like Blythe isn't that fucked up no she's
1: not she just thinks that she should be she
0: should be because of what she came from yes and like you know her her i think her grandmother was her grandmother killed herself right yep. it, it was etta that killed herself yeah. and then cecilia just up and left, left um without any word or anything and i think she comes back at some point and it was basically just to uh like placate to the boyfriend the or something yeah yes. richard yeah. or robert or So this poor woman who it came, just came from trash and shit. And, um, you know, she gets married and, and gets pregnant and is so excited that she's going to start her own family and she can't wait. And when the baby first comes out, I remember reading it and being, and and she's like, no, I don't want this to happen. I I don't want a baby. Like, you know, basically like push it back in, send it back where it came from, you know, that kind of thing. But as soon as she's put on her chest, and she looks at her. She's like, oh, wow. This is
1: where I'm supposed yes, to be. Yes. Like,
0: she does feel that connection. It's when the baby doesn't connect to her that's really when she starts kind of pulling, pulling away. Pulling away,
1: yeah. And doubting herself and doubting herself as a mother. Exactly. And is this the way it's really supposed to be? Yes. Like, she had a really hard postpartum time where, you know, the baby's – everybody has a hard time. It's yes. not easy. Your, no, it's not. Your baby's not sleeping. You're not sleeping. Everybody's yeah. hungry. Everybody's different. Your body's totally changed. There's this other being. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you're lucky, you have somebody that's at your house with you all the time, but most fathers at some point return back to work. Exactly. Depending on when they have to or whatever and... And those thoughts that can creep in when you're sitting there at home with By your baby, and oh, and the baby you, won't stop crying. Did, you, did and... you nap today? When the fuck was I supposed to nap? Yeah. today? really. Yeah. When did I nap today? Yeah. Because you're also going to ask me, are the dishes done? Or oh, you this didn't have time is... to do the dishes, and it's like, what's for yeah. dinner tonight, honey? Like, yeah. it's
0: it's always those things. Like, and there was there's a quote, and I guess this is a good time to bring that quote in. Um, let me just grab it really quickly. You used to care about me as a person, my happiness, the things that made me thrive. Now I was a, a service provider. You didn't see me as a woman. I was just the mother of your child. Yep. Like, you have a baby. And this is not just husbands. This is everybody. This is everybody. You have a baby, and the first thing people ask you is, oh, how how is is so-and-so? How is the baby? How are you doing as a yeah. mother? How are you, like, you know, getting by? Whatever. You're not you anymore. You are now you and this other thing that you are meant to take care of, you know? Yeah. So, like, people don't see you in the same light anymore, basically. And um, I, I feel like that sucks because we're also individual people, you know? Yep. And, and I think that, like, that was probably a lot of Blythe is, like, she she placed so much stock into what she was as an individual. And now her husband just comes home and, and all he sees is her as this... He wants her to be this perfect mom, and she, yet she's really, this baby is not connecting to her. Right. You know, And it's not like
1: she doesn't want to connect and she doesn't want to be the perfect mom, but it's yes. just not working out for her. And right. it doesn't help the fact that he doesn't see it because the baby's totally different when, when he comes home and yeah. wants him and wants to be held and yeah. is soothable. Yeah. Like there's one point in time. Where he gives – she's been miserable all day and Fox gives Violet the bottle and she just like falls back into her mom's lap and is totally placated by the fact that he gave her the bottle. Right. Even though she'd been trying all fucking day to get her to calm the fuck down.
0: There are so many times in this book where I'm like – Okay, maybe Violet really does love her mother. Like maybe Violet does does really love Blythe, yep. but then immediately, like a paragraph later, it's like holy fuck, this little girl is like out she to hates get her. her. Hates her. Like she does horrible, awful things to her. And then as soon as Daddy walks in the door, it's like, oh, I'm the perfect little angel. Yep. And like, and that's where this whole thing too comes in. Is like, is this stuff really happening? Is it happening in Blythe's head? Or is Violet really this evil? I really
1: had hopes that when um her mother-in-law saw Violet bite her face, mm-hmm. that her mother-in-law been like, oh, and gotten more Something involved. Something's happening here. Yes. And, and been more of a strong person as an advocate for Blythe to be like, no, really, yes. you need to listen to what she's saying. Yeah,
0: and she should have known better because Blythe doesn't have a mom to go to. Right. She was her, she was the mom that she had, you know, yep. so that's really frustrating to me because- I do feel like a lot, you know, when especially you're married and you have this mother-in-law and then you have babies and a lot of the times I feel like the mother-in-law really just wants you to be this perfect mom too, you know, and yeah, they're there to help, but they're always questioning too. Like there's always questions (laughs) like, are you sure? Is the baby warm? Is the baby too cold? Like, you know, that kind of thing. And like, I I don't know. I I feel like she just wasn't advocating enough for her daughter-in-law mm-hmm. and yeah she saw crazy she saw shit that was happen. going on she exactly. saw something actually physically happen which the husband never did fox fox was his name the yep. husband's name right blythe and fox what an interesting couple name yeah. as violet's getting older like we're seeing more and more increasingly psychotic huge behavior. warning signs big warning signs like the first the first major really thing that happens was is that hair um what
1: was it? Remind me. Sorry. No, I, no, no. The, the the boy's hair that she cut off that she had yes. in her pocket, like yes. Oh my god. Oh yeah, and the little boy came to school like ball, like bald. Had to cut they had his to whole shave hair. his head, and then when she walked by him, he like cowered and his mom. Yes. And at that point, I kind of wanted Blythe to be stronger in herself and be like, I think she did something, yeah, and go talk to the mom and be like, yes. what's going on, yeah. and then you know, I feel like the teachers wanted to bring her into it more and i i I feel like she let fox soothe her and and put her fears to side aside it was like as soon as he said no no no, it's in your head and then they're having sex on the table or something like that you know what i mean i felt like that happened a lot i think
0: there's like in that i think there's also the thought of i don't want anybody to know like some people think I'm a bad mom if my right. kid is this crazy little girl. True. You know what I mean? Like how does that reflect on you if your child is a, a piece of shit, like who cuts off a little boy's yeah. lock of hair yeah. and like horrifies him yeah. and like constantly terrorizes him? Like I, I I think that's probably one of the reasons why she just kind of stood back, back and and maybe was like, Okay, maybe I'm not maybe I'm looking too far into this because how does it reflect on you right. as a person and a parent? Yeah. And that like I lo- I swear to god like a lot of our conversations always come into like nature versus nurture. Well
1: that that was huge and the yeah. the back of the book actually has book book discussion questions and that's one of them. Yes. And it's like yes. in this one it's such a it's such a nature thing. It really is because she and going back to the quote at the beginning, she's totally like uh What's the word that starts with a D that's, like, disassociated? Is that the word Dissoci- I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Just like her grandmother was as far as the relationship between a mother and a daughter goes. Yeah. And her daughter was just, she wanted no part of it mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And that was it, nature. Like, that had nothing to do with the nurture. Right. Except when you think about the fact that Blythe would not necessarily nurture her as much as she could have. Like, I get it. She got frustrated. She got to the point where I'm just going to leave my headphones on and let her cry it out for yes. for 20 minutes, yeah. 40 minutes, an hour. An hour. Two an hour hours. and a half. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Now you're like now it is an issue with you as That's, being the mother because yeah. you are the
0: mother and you right. are the adult. Right. But I think like I think you can also take into that that like um she wasn't getting the time that she needed on her own right when the husband got you know like I mean it just if you're not getting giving getting some time to just be you, again, as an individual, like, of course, things like that might happen. Like, I just need to close myself off to this crying-ass baby because otherwise I'm going to go nuts. You know what I mean? And, right. And
1: I'm not saying that she was wrong. I'm no. saying the fact that she made it that
0: long. And yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can 100% see 20 minutes. You know, after that, it gets a little little iffy, honestly. Ab- abusive, almost. Abusive, yes. Negligent. Yeah. Negligent, but that's the word. That being said, after that happened, she was like, I'm so sorry. I never should have done that. And she is like, I don't want to say perfect mom, but she really does Turn- nurture the- and try yep. to and connect And she's doting kid. on her and they go out for Absolutely. snacks and treats. And- she's constantly trying to get this kid to love her and love her like she loves her father. You know, it's yep. so weird because most of the stories you see like this it's the like the mom and the baby are of course like connected like she she came from you like yep. this baby comes from your body so to see it be like as soon as you're separated nothing you know it's it's so strange yeah. it's so strange and you know just the perfect like male thing like you didn't do any of this work yeah but, like, she loves you But she's you more. loving you, yeah. Yes. And she
1: absolutely hates me. Yeah. I think that it was interesting that she didn't, she knew that a lot of times Violet was looking for a reaction from her, whether it was comments mm-hmm. or actions, and she just, she didn't give in to them. Yeah. Because I think that she did know, whether it's from Mrs. Ellington, the, the woman down the street when she was growing up, or, you know, from her mother-in-law. Like, yeah. I can't give in to it, even though I know that she's looking for a reaction and that's what she's trying to get from me. Right. I like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I did too. Then you jump to this section. So again, Violet is getting older. She's going to parks and playing with other kids. Ugh. And then you jump into this one chapter where Blythe is talking about coming home from a funeral for a child. And then she talks about how she's her sure experience she and she's not sure what she saw. So Elijah was the, the kid's yep. name. And Elijah fell from the top of a slide section or something, right? Yeah. And, and I guess I want to say he broke his neck.
1: He landed. They said he landed on this. She said he landed on his head. Yeah. She thinks. And
0: and the thud. Ugh. Yes, I can't. Ugh. I can't even imagine. Ugh. But what she says, like of of Violet just having this complete like closed look on her face, and you know, and and she thinks that she saw Violet. Put her foot out and trip Tripper. this kid trip him, yeah. while he, you know, he you know, running was running to the slide. Um, so that's the first thing we see where this is like not just psychopath, like homicidal psychopath type yeah. stuff. But I don't I, like. So
1: I, I don't know that it was definitely homicidal. I think it was a. Uh, let's see what happens because they said cur- so like many times that thing. she's so smart and she's so calculating and manipulative and yeah. and she's just that smart. Yeah, and I feel like it was almost an experiment, like. I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah. What's going to happen either to him, but also what's going to happen to me? Is there going to be consequences? Because mm-hmm. as far as I know, she didn't really have consequences There for were no anything. consequences.
0: No, no. And there certainly weren't consequences for this because, you know, even though she told the police what she thought she saw, which was Nobody her only her. daughter, yeah. you know, re- putting her yeah. foot out to basically murder this child. Um, which wouldn't, honestly, it wouldn't be murder in a sense anyway. Like, it would probably just be taken as an accident. Yeah. You know, whatever. But, like, she maliciously did that. You know, that was a malicious intent.
1: And then she covered up for it, though. And, she yes. changed the story and said that she came down the slide and
0: it, just the timeline of it yeah. was different. Is that something a mother would do for her child, no matter what this child has done? You know, like, how I many mean, people? Maybe.
1: I don't know. It's a hard question. Well, how
0: many times have you seen, like, those stories where mom will, will lie for, you know, for an alibi or something like yeah. that? I mean, that's your yep. kid. you do anything for them. But, like, where's the line? Where's that line right. drawn? You know when what I mean? When do you stop being responsible for it? Yes. I, I don't know how long we go into before we start talking about Sam. So, Blythe... Finally, has the kid that she can connect with. She has Sam after five years. I think. I think yeah, Violet was like about four five. Or five something yeah. Like yeah. So she has Sam, and she's connecting with Sam so well. And you know, it seems like Violet is super in love with this baby too. And they're all such a happy family. Yeah. There's still shit going on. Like Violet still doesn't want to be, you know, touched by mom and snuggled by mom or whatever. But, but it it's seems like they're, like, co-
1: they're cohabitating. Exactly. Fine. Okay. Exactly. You're gonna go be with dad. I'm gonna be yes.
0: here with the baby.
1: And then one day. Well, before then, she's in the. Room. I was just gonna say, okay. Blythe walks Sorry. in.
0: Blythe walks into the bedroom and to just check on Sam, and Violet's there. Yeah, like, Vi- and she took the she took the bunny. And doesn't Violet say leave? Like, doesn't she tell her mom? No, leave. put him down. I want you put, put him bun- down. Put put him down. Yeah, put him down. Like she's holding the baby, yep. right? And she's put him down, mom. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that creeped me the fuck out. Yes. Reading that, I don't know why. Reading that, I was just, I got the freaking like heebie-jeebies. I'm like, mm-mm, I don't like this no, at all. I don't, no, don't want to
1: do that. I don't, I'm don't. i good. I'm going to keep holding him. And then she, t- she takes him back in the room with her. Yeah.
0: And then lies in the morning about why he's in bed with them. Yeah. Like, if you... I wonder how much would have changed if she had just, like, had some confidence in what she thought and, and was seeing, you know right. what I mean? And would just any support
1: from her husband yes. to be like, okay, maybe there is something to this. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's explore it. Even if I don't believe you let's explore it right. to calm your fears right, and make it so that you don't think this about our daughter. Like mm-hmm. it, it, and he definitely just only wanted to shut her down and he didn't want to hear it. And he doubted her and, and wanted nothing to do with it instead yeah. of, you know, right. If you think that, I know that you're a sound person and I know that we've had conversations about you you being a mom and, you know, maybe you don't have the right person role model to look for, but if there's something in your brain that's saying this, all right, let's... Maybe let's take her to the doctor. Let's yeah. go have a conversation with, the therapist. with a therapist. Let's uh, yeah. have a counselor involved. Like
0: anything. Wasn't there even a point when they were brought in for a conference for the with school? the school yeah. Like I mean And he he was just like no No, he just totally yeah. it totally blew it off it as like, Nope, she's a kid. It's not this is not a yeah. big deal. Like, you know, whatever. Yep. Kids kid's gonna kid, basically.
1: I am so glad that the mother, um, that that Ashley Audreen didn't build in any kind of um Dependency, whether it be a chemical dependency or an alcohol dependency, yeah. into the mom, so that you, it, it made it that much more easier for me to believe that yeah. she's not making this up in her mind. Like it's not like
0: drug induced psychosis yeah. type stuff. Yep. Like yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. I like that too because you're not gonna lie. Like if you have a kid like that and you're worried about that, yeah. of course, like you'd be yeah. like, oh my god, I'm just gonna time for the wine. Yeah, yeah. Give me all the narcotics I can possibly have. Um. So
1: it was page, one forty nine, okay, where the accident happens,
0: the worst accident. I hate. I I
1: wanted to throw up. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I the, I was so, in this scene, and yeah. I was right there, and I, it not even as much as, doubting or thinking that my daughter pushed it pushed my son into the traffic, but just the actual concept of the stroller rolling into traffic.
0: Something that you could easily see happening. Yes. Yeah. Like
1: the goosebumps and like the nausea. And I just, it's literally the mother's worst fear of anything is Mm -hmm. that something's happening to your baby. And like, she kept repeating the fact that he was still strapped into a stroller. And I'd like,
0: yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't think, I think anybody could, um, would agree. And that like losing a child, i can't imagine in any it. way I cannot imagine it. is hor- horrible and you're like no i can't imagine it either i don't want to imagine it um and it's one of the worst things likely that could ever happen and like having it be like so violent and like the he's so young he's one like he, is, mm-hmm. he just, just passed r- his, just passed his first birthday, birthday. Yeah. like it's so it's such a violent thing and it, i mean it's an accident that could easily happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like the stroller just rolls into like she obviously Violet had played a major part, and we can talk about that in a second. But this could easily happen. Like if you just take your take your hand off of the stroller for a second, the and stroller it's just right goes down the curb into the road. And yep. that's you know you're just whatever. But so what, how it happens is Violet smacks her mom's hand. She spills her tea. spills coffee on her face. It's scalding her. She lets go of the stroller she claims or thinks in her mind that violet just pushes the stroller into into the traffic into the traffic um because she's looking at the sidewalk and she sees this lip how how could that stroller the have groove. gotten over that lip the, of groove. the, or the groove yes yeah. yeah and i mean at this point we're halfway through the book at this point and like it's 100 percent believable to us as we're reading oh it. yeah a 100% she believable him. she pushed him a thousand percent she pushed him but at the same time you're like she's a seven-year-old circumstances kid. yeah she's a seven-year-old kid yep. could she really mm-hmm. did she really do that you know yep. what i mean it's like how, how often have we talked about damien and the omen on this show yeah, yeah, yeah. like i mean she is literally that child yep. but is she
1: you know what i mean so i think that i think almost immediately after that she does a whole section about um, the maternal instincts, about, mm-hmm. like, grabbing your kid and saving him and grabbing his collar yes. and keeping him from walking off. And yeah. and I've experienced that. Yeah. like not, Maybe not to as extreme as that one video that she talks about. Yeah. But I've definitely had those instincts to, like, go for him. And, yeah. and the fact that she didn't have that chance makes me feel even more like it was clear that she pushed her because it pushed him because it wasn't if it was rolling it, would've if been it was slow. rolling and you would have fucking
0: yes inspector yeah. gadget
1: your arm out there and yep, grab that fucking exactly. stroller back
0: it's like those stories you see of the mo like a ba- like something heavy falling on a baby and like that's too heavy for yes. you to lift your but adrenaline is, your adrenaline just like kicks yes, in yeah exactly
1: and then also after it happens she talks about the fact that violet had asked her about the traffic signals and oh cars can only go when it's green and that goes back to her being that super smart kid and learning. And she's like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll have her start learning maps and right. how things work and, and right. navigating and stuff like that. But, yes. no, she just wanted to know if she a car's fucking coming. If I push my brother, if out I push there, my brother into, is yes, he going to die yes. or get hit? And or, that's
0: horrifying to think back yes. on. Like, she was just premeditating this how yes, for like calculating so
1: how okay so that car is coming this way yes. all right so i mean come
0: on you know she was in his room because she was like hey, what if i suffocate this kid what uh-huh. if i do what if i put a fucking pillow over his thing okay i know like just taking taking a step back and i want to bring some real life stuff into this because we're both mothers um and i know you have a superhero mother story um uh yeah that was terrifying would you want to share it on the podcast uh,
1: sure um, so I, I want to say Adam was like 18 months and, um, we were at camp and he, by no fault of anybody's, he went to go ask my husband what he wanted for lunch. Cause we were going to go make lunch. And my husband was mowing the lawn, um, with head, uh, headphones, headphones on, on and, um, happened to not be looking up and he was coming up a hill and just the circumstances, Adam ended up underneath the lawnmower, um, and I picked the lawnmower up off of him while Luke was still on it. Yeah, and superhero mom up, Some of shit. ended up going completely underneath it. Luke, thank God, realized what was happening before it got there. And he, the, his immediate reaction was to turn off, turn off the, off the blades. blades. Yeah. Um, otherwise this would be a whole different story, but I fully expected, you know, all sorts of blood. Um. It didn't happen that way, thank God. Thank God, thank God, thank God. The worst
0: The worst thing that happened was he broke an arm, right? No, he didn't even have a broken... He didn't have any broken bones. Your bro- your I bones. had
1: um, burns on my hands from mm-hmm. the en- engine of the lawnmower. Um, he had a burn on his arm. He had a burn on his leg. Um, he was in a bathing suit, and he was on my lap, and we ended up both falling asleep. Um, Luke went to go get first aid. Stuff because yeah. excuse me, there didn't happen to be any at camp. Um, he gave me a shot of vodka because that's what I wanted. I was I like, oh, hell yeah, I would as well. Yeah, he gave me uh, two handfuls of ice so that I could hold them in my hands while he went to go get the first aid stuff. And Adam was on my lap. We had given him kids Advil or Tylenol, or whatever. Um, he fell asleep because it was nap time. He had no diaper on or pull up he ended up peeing on me like that was like no. the, stands out to me the most is yeah. like he fell asleep and then he peed on me and I was like
0: I don't even care yeah yeah um, my baby's alive he yeah just peed on me. I'm good <laughs> it was uh
1: I definitely was screaming at the top of my lungs they were building a camp next door the builders came over to try to see what was going oh, geez. on yeah and it yeah. was like way yeah late, like if it had actually been an issue but it was holy christmas
0: I remember getting the text yeah. message, like, that this...
1: We were supposed to have camp weekend that weekend, we I think. Were, and we were I supposed to... So, I think yeah. we were like, oh, you don't need to come. Yeah, Nobody should gonna, come. We're going to
0: cancel that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have, like, a crazy... Like, the only the only things I can think of are, like, my kid, like, nearly falling out of something and being there to catch them. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Like, I can remember one time me and... Uh, I, we were at a park, and Sophie was still very small baby. She was in a stroller. Aiden was running around playing. And at one point, I had unhooked her from the stroller. Like, I unbuckled her from the stroller and was like, okay, just whatever. And I don't know. She must have been, like, at least old enough to, like, pull herself to a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And I look away for a second because Aiden is doing something. And I look back and Sophie is trying to like basically pull herself out of the stroller and she's like nearly out and I like I'm like five feet away and it's just like that instinct of like okay, fly over I there, need Catch to fly her. Over there. Yeah. and I caught her in midair and I'm like. There's so many parents around yeah. here. Oh my God. And I felt like the biggest piece of shit, you know? Like, because I felt you had like, left
1: her. But yes. instead of, and see, and that's the problem is that instead of seeing that as you saved her, you immediately were like, there's parents around here that are going to be fucking judging me because yes. I unstrapped her and left her there. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Like, like that was definitely, we left right after that because I was like, I can't, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want people seeing me and I'm upset, you know, whatever. So, I mean, I feel like just anything. There's always – I can't remember where the quote came from, but when I think of motherhood, in I guess parenthood in general, but definitely mothers. Like, I mean, you're talking about, be- like, these things came from you. Yes. They came from you. You grew them you in grew your body. You grew them in your body for nine months, whatever. But, like, I want to look up later where this came from. But I remember seeing, like, parenting is, like, wearing your heart outside of your body at all times, you know, like yeah. your heart is just walking around outside with of your its body, own brain, doing with, its yes, own thing, making yes. it its own decisions. And you can't do anything about it other than just try to make them good people, mm-hmm. try to, like, make them make the right decisions and whatever. Um, I, I got to look up where I found that quote. I okay. think it was a book and I just can't remember which one it is. But, yeah, um, it, I, I love that. Like, that's one of my favorite parenting quotes. But um, anyway, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. So obviously back to sam and um whatever like that was a horrifying part of the book I, yeah you I, knew it was coming i
1: yes it was definitely foreshadowed she said she doesn't remember something about the specific birth i think she doesn't yes. remember his birth so much because it wasn't as traumatic as violets was but she's like and i but i do remember when he left this world and exactly. i was like oh fuck, yeah,
0: yeah like <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna find out how this poor uh, child dies i was and hoping
1: she- it was gonna be like way
0: more years but I didn't really
1: expect it would be because she's that crazy I know
0: but even even reading the book and knowing Violet I didn't expect the death of Sam to be at Violet's hands really I didn't I really didn't I just thought it was going to be like okay maybe Sam dies somehow like SIDS like say you know he just dies from crib death or whatever And, um, like things just progressively get worse from there because now, now Blythe is completely shut off. She's, there's no nurturing at all going on because she can't nurture. She's
1: broken. Her heart is broken. Like her heart is totally gone. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I really expected it. I did expect it to be Violet. I had a feeling that's where it was going just based off of the whole chain of mothers and grandmothers and all the crazy. Yeah. Um. I, Maybe I, I just to, didn't
0: want it to be. Yeah, Maybe I mean, I didn't I want. want it yeah. to be.
1: That's for sure. I, I, the only thing that I can see say that was hard to understand is it's not like she wanted her mother's affection. She clearly did not want her mother's affection. So the fact that her mother was giving her attention to a different being, yeah, didn't seem like that should have been as big of an issue to Violet. Which makes me wonder, like, why did she actually do it other than to just see what would happen. Whether it was the biology side of what's going to happen if I push the stroller in front of the car. don't remember at some point. Don't
0: remember? Well, don't forget. Sorry. (laughs) Don't forget. The alcohol's kicking in. Yeah. Don't forget that at some point, like, prior to this, Violet says, I don't want him anymore. I'm good now. Yes. She literally says, hey, can we, basically, can we send him back? back? I'm I'm done with this now. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of know, like, okay, this is not good. Yeah. Like, something is going to happen. And maybe, like, maybe it won't in- be an intentional thing. I, I think was that's hoping it, what it yes, was.
1: I was hoping it was going to be an accident. Yes. Or at least more
0: clearly an accident. Yes. And not. Not. And again. Not a caused accident. Here's the thing, like, you know, I don't want to call this an unreliable narrator thing. But you also don't know what to believe as you're reading it. Because you're like, she's distraught. Her baby is dead. Like, she just witnessed her child get hit by a car and die. Did she see Violet but reach she, out and push the stroller? Right. Like, how can she you believe? She doubts herself. She exactly. totally doubts herself. How can you believe what you saw in those moments? Because they're such frantic, awful moments. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, how can you believe Did what those mittens
1: actually push the handle? Exactly. Or... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did she
0: do that? Like, was it premeditated? Because first she hit my hand and splashed my... like. I mean, it's just, it makes it seem so much more Which I, ominous. I
1: I, just, the whole splashing of the tea, like, that makes it that much more dark. Mm-hmm. Like, I, not just, I pushed the stroller. Yes. But I hit your arm. Yes. So you splashed the tea that burned you, so then you were not even focused on the stroller. some premeditated yeah. bullshit. This
0: is fucked up.
1: <laughs> dark.
0: It is really, really dark. And, like, there's part of me that's like... Uh, I don't I don't know that I wanna see this play out on screen. I don't wanna see this. Like I uh, I I don't know.
1: Is it supposed to be like a mini
0: series? Is that what so you So what it says is limited series. So typically yeah. So like then, a three. Four yeah, like it could be thing. like a couple episodes, but it would probably only be one season, you know what I mean? Um it of course I'll watch it. Oh yeah. Like, we're anytime. gonna watch it together. Yeah, we're definitely gonna watch it and we're gonna do a screen episode, but like I'm I'm nervous for that, honestly. Like I I don't want to look at, like, a precocious child and, you know, whatever. Um, shall we take a pause? for Take a pause and make round two? Make round two of our yes, drinks okay because we have
1: to totally get into the whole second relationship of Gemma. Yes, we do. Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. Hello. <laughs> round two of cocktails. Or yes. Or
0: three. Um, yeah, I guess technically it's round three. I, mean, I just want to see if it's, it tastes exactly like... I put a little bit more sweet and sour mix in this time, I think. Yeah, I can taste it. Yeah. It's good, though. I like it. I actually yeah. think I like it better. It, like, kind of dilutes the grenadine Sweet. just a little bit more. Yep. Yeah, I like it. Anywho. Yeah.
1: Okay, so. So, Gemma. Yes. And that whole relationship. Yes. The fact that Fox has an affair mm-hmm. with his assistant, office assistant, secretary. What a fucking
0: whatever. cliche. Can we just, yeah. like, what a fucking cliche. Like, the second she comes in and says that he has an oh, assistant. Oh, we went to like, lunch. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Could it not have just been a coworker?
0: And like, did it have to be your assistant? His assistant, his young, beautiful assistant, you know, whatever. And, yeah. like, like how? I'm sorry, but you bring your daughter to work and you take her out to lunch with oh, your assistant. Like, what person? are you yeah. doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you're a piece of shit, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's on that. Anywho. Yeah. Uh,
1: the fact that he has a baby with her, I feel like was, like, whoa.
0: Mm-hmm. Very whoa. Well, it's whoa in the sense that, like, it's obvious that, um he was she was pregnant with this baby before they even like before he got uh, fired, right? Yeah, I think so. And before they split up and yes. stuff. So like he was about to have a child. Um and like what it, it was heartbreaking to me too, because like she lost Sam and now this now he gets now she's gonna he lo- gets another chance. Yes. Where's hers? You know right. what I mean? Like it makes it made me feel so sad. Not to
1: mention the fact that he just was just like
0: deuces him out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean in this, like in, in this section of the book, we see Blythe do like s- we can see kind of a little bit where Violet might get her like a little bit of a psychoticness.
1: I fully understood mm-hmm. her going to the mom class mm-hmm. and her even like even bringing Sam back to life. I get that, yeah. and I do not falter for no. it. I hel- I think it actually helped her. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that unfortunately she was at this mom group. Specifically to meet Gemma and talk to Gemma yeah. and get in. I don't know that she intended to get in good graces with Gemma and become friends with her I mean, so much. I she just wanted to know
0: who she was.
1: But just to, to that relationship and the fact that she built that relationship and that she used Sam as a way to get to that relationship. Right. right. I had a hard time with that. Yeah. Um, like I said, not the Sam part. In and of itself. Like, I can fully understand if that's what's going to help you. I don't know that it's necessarily the best thing to bring your child back to life to try to bond with with other people. But but if you're going to do it, I don't think it's necessarily right to do it with your ex's new family
0: no but i mean obviously she was curious her daughter was spending a lot of time with this person her husband is leaving her for this person i just feel like the same thing would happen you know like you're curious yeah like hey i want to know what's so good about this person like i want to i want to see what you what you're choosing over me so i don't fault her for what she did at all
1: I just feel like she took it it too far. She took it
0: way far. Like, you're you're talking about several weeks. She becomes best friends with this person to the point where they're texting. And they're saving seats for the
1: two of them to sit next to each other. And
0: And what point does it cross your mind that, oh, shit, she might actually try to introduce me to her... Her family.
1: Her... Uh, guy. Yeah, That is my ex, almost my ex, ex- sort husband, of ex, whatever, yes, like, the father of my children. No matter
0: what kind of disguise you're wearing, he's gonna fucking recognize. No, he's you. gonna be like, oh, yeah. And they play it off very well. But obviously, he goes home that night and he tells Gemma, you know who she hey, is. Guess what? That was my that's my wife, Blythe. How much have
1: you told her? Because that's the woman I don't want in my life anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoops. So I I get. I don't know about you, Katie, but I was very like the entire time when we found out that um Gemma was pregnant, I just got like this incredible sense of anxiety because I'm like okay, Violet is spending time with yep. we already know what Violet is capable of. We already know what we know what she has done before. Like, is is it was it just Sam? Or is this new baby gonna come come in and she's gonna get bored of him and something is going to happen yes. again? Or was it all in Blythe's said? Precisely. Precisely. And we're gonna find out because like I mean, it's definitely the way that it ends is a little ambiguous, but well I'm we'll, not gonna lie we're not gonna, we're not gonna jump there just okay. yet. but <laughs> but
1: No. Just I, 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 go, did, like, I did um part of me did think, okay, Violet's older. She's got more stuff going on. Yeah. Maybe she's not fighting for attention from, from Gemma as much. Maybe she's not fully threatened by the baby. Yeah. And that he will be okay. The fact that it was a boy was just like, uh,
0: uh. I'm really curious. Like the whole the whole thing with I Gemma. Wonder too... what would have
1: happened if it was a girl.
0: Mm, right, 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 right. Um, I'm really curious myself as to like Violet's relationship with Gemma. Like, what was it about Blythe that she didn't that connect she to that she hated so much? Like, this is again, this is your mother. You came from mm-hmm. this person. What was it about her that you hated that much? And why don't you hate or dislike Gemma? that much
1: well, it was from Blythe's perspective Sure. So there could be a whole bunch of shit that she didn't absolutely. even include in the narrative yes, at absolutely. all of mm-hmm. things that maybe they were so slight to her she didn't include them but maybe right. violet she gave violet the wrong fucking color dress one day and she was just like mm. and then mm. like the next day she gave her she did her hair wrong you know what i mean yeah. it could be like little tiny things that we don't yeah. we don't know but it does seem to have stemmed right from birth pretty much yeah when she wanted nothing to do with her
0: okay here's like a little discussion thing right here you and i are both female um you don't have a female child i do I not do, do you we
1: remember have you ever referred to your daughter as a bee
0: absolutely <laughs> i have <laughs> on several occasions i have called my daughter a bitch to her face said that sounds terrible, but <laughs> it was warranted, I promise. Me and my daughter love each other very much. She is not violet. I am not blithe. We have a very good relationship, but we are both You're both strong personalities. We're both strong personalities and we grate on each other's nerves quite um quite a lot. And I mean, being female, you had a mother, you know, we both had mothers. Mm-hmm. Um Still do actually. Still do. And like I don't I guess of course I know that like there were times when I maybe didn't like my mom. But looking back on it now, I can't really remember a time where I was like, Wow, this I can't like I can't stand this bitch. You know, I I wish she would disappear, you know? I I mean, we're different people.
1: Both you and I and both me and my mother. Yeah. Um we don't always see things eye to Absolutely. eye. I would never wish harm on her. I right. would never wish her gone. It's your I mom. I love her. Yeah. She brought like, you into I the world. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. She, I, I mean, obviously, especially in high school, my mom was overbearing. But that's just because I was in high school and she was my mom. Yeah. So it yeah. wasn't really an overbearing thing. It was her trying to protect me. There are boundaries. And me wanting and... to go do stupid ass things. Exactly. And her trying to be like, oh, exactly. uh, no. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know, like, I mean, there are there are mistakes you have to make as a kid. And also mistakes that your parents should keep you from making. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are those those mistakes that are super dangerous and should not ever be made. And there are those mistakes that teach you when you grow as a person and learn and whatever. Um, You know, so far with, you know, my own daughter, um, luckily we've only been those mistakes that she's made that, you know, they're not life-threatening mistakes no. at this point. She's only 10. um, But I do know that we're getting to a point, like... Even more so than my son. My son is 12, and he's still very much a kid to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks – he's starting to look a lot more grown up. I just said
1: that to you today, that his face yeah. is changing. And he is.
0: He absolutely is. He's definitely, like, you know, he's got a little bit of a mustache coming yeah. in. He's starting the puberty thing, but he's still very immature. He's still very, very immature. My daughter, on the other hand – and this goes for all girls, I think. We grow up so much faster, mm-hmm. and it's its a societal thing because – I feel like there's a lot more there's a lot more um stereotypes and like that kind of stuff placed on us and things that we're supposed to aspire to. You know what I mean? I do. Whereas men, it's just like, you're a dude. The whole Nobody world. Ports. The whole world is looking for like it is yeah. at your fucking fingertips. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's it's tough for it's tough for her. And she's she's having you know, we're at a point right now where it, there's a lot of conversation and she's not really, like, ready to open up about certain things, but we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. And I, you know, I'm like, so, whatever. <laughs> but- I just,
1: I, I, Adam, and she's in fourth grade, right? The, yes. Her and Adam are in yeah. the same grade, yeah. So uh, there's just certain things that I remember going back to, like, fourth grade. And I know it's totally different from when I was in fourth grade to now fourth grade. But Yeah. The starts of conversations that you start to have about crushes, it's no longer just like a cute little crushy thing. It's like, a, oh, you're going to have babies with him. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, how does that happen? Like all of those conversations that you have at y- your table and ca- in the cafeteria and or with your friends on the playground are totally different yes. than what they were even
0: like a year Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And it's just I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just the, you know, growing up and, cha- and changes and like not puberty, like ch- ch- physically. Ch- changes. I, I love when you start singing into the podcast. <laughs> do you really? I do. No, I do. Okay, it's good. like, yeah. Um, but no, like you're going through physical changes and also mental changes. Yeah. Like there's a lot going on in your head. And I just, I think like for girls especially, it's a lot different and it's a lot harder. There's so much more that they have to live up to and – think about and boys aren't they, there's a not lot of more
1: things like uh hygiene things i feel like even for oh girls. hell yeah like hell the yeah. whole concept of makeup like guys it's like make sure you put deodorant on once you start smelling that's pretty much it take a yep. shower put on deodorant yep. and then girls put on this do this make sure you smell good make sure you look yep. pretty make yep. sure you do your hair make sure you hey, do have your, your eyebrows
0: things. have your eyebrows been tweezed or plucked or yeah, whatever yeah. like i mean all the I, things again my daughter is 10 i was looking at her face the other day i'm like should i start plucking her eyebrows she's 10 <laughs> and i'm just like she like they're starting to get a little bushy in places and i'm like no no she's 10 i'm not gonna start doing <laughs> that yet like she hasn't asked for any of that stuff yet when she starts asking me that's when i'll be like all right let's do it you yeah. know let's right get let her be the done. leader i it. want her As to, to be when she's yeah. ready that's i don't want me to be placing my what i think that she should be doing because i mean that that's like my own insecurities those are my own insecurities and i don't want to put them on my daughter right that that's not that's not how i'm trying to raise her basically are you happy that you have both a son and a daughter i am i am like this is how i this is exactly how i wanted it to go down i wanted to have an old i wanted to have a boy first and i wanted to have a girl second and my reasoning for that was so stupid when i was a kid i was like oh i just want the, a big brother to protect her his little sister yeah. and like that just seems so like you know archaic she, now she's gonna be old, the one protecting him just so basically oh 100 <laughs> percent. but uh i am I, like i love that i get both sides of it and um you know it's it's very interesting to see the differences and how they're and how they're growing and how the pu- puberty is starting to hit each one of them and whatever it's it's going to be a fun few years, honestly. <laughs> and by fun, I mean really fucking interesting and weird. <laughs> smelly. And smelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I wanted a girl. I know. Um,
1: I did want a girl.
0: I don't know many wanted... moms that wouldn't want one. Right. You know what
1: I mean? I, like, the concept of doing, like, the girly things, like going and get our nails done and doing our hair and stuff like that. All those things that we were just talking about. That's not to say that there's definite, even if you have a girl that that's what you're going to get. Like yeah. you could have a tomboy. That's if that, I don't want to do any Doesn't part of, that. Any of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I did want a girl first Uh, when I had Adam, I was obviously over the moon whatever um and then when I got pregnant the second time everybody was like are you hoping for a girl and I was like no I don't want a girl I'm like really good with the boy stuff now and I really think that know part what of I'm me part here. of me was scared about you know I don't I, I don't know how to do the trucks and I don't know how to do the guys yeah but I do I, yeah. I do yeah. and, and it's not it's not something that you really need to learn it's just it just happens to be able to play with your kids and and take care of them and what they want and it to all do comes and like you learn like yeah. you learn
0: as you go right and like nobody really knows how to be a parent until they are a parent yeah
1: and then you still don't even know no
0: and then you're, just you're learning flying, literally flying by the seat of your pants and texting your friends yes. and
1: being like hey is this normal yeah <laughs> you're
0: learning in real time like i you're learning in real time yeah that's that's all you can say about parenthood in general um
1: which she also, going back to the book, she did not have friends as far as it it, it came across. She didn't have she anybody had, to reach out she to. She had
0: nobody to... I mean, she did. She does start going to, like, mommy and me groups and stuff, but she's not really relating but to it's these not, women. But yeah. And especially because of her relationship with Violet, she is not really relating to them in the sense that, like, these women are all so over the moon about it's their amazing. babies. Oh, I love it. Isn't it just the greatest thing in the world? And, like, and that's another no, thing. No, I'm like, wearing
1: the same dirty bra I've been wearing right, for three weeks right. and it smells like sour milk
0: and I haven't had a and chance to do laundry in here. This goes back to our conversation about being an individual and being a mother. Like... Even even other mothers, when they're so like they they can be so blinded by just the fact that they're a parent now and like yeah, I mean you're busy with like especially when the baby is first born, you're busy as hell. Yeah, you're just focusing on that child. Can we stop like, by? Sure. But you're still you're still a person, yeah. and like I I think Blythe like you know she wanted to be seen as not just not just the mom. You know, I'm not just this. Don't put me in that box. I'm not just this one thing. I am this and this and this as well. I'm still a writer. Yeah, she's still, still a writer, and she couldn't write anymore. You know, like that was kind of heartbreaking to yeah. me. But uh, I guess we should go back to you know the Gemma stuff because
1: <laughs> no, I I don't I I think that I I will say I'm curious to know how old Audrey, uh, uh, Ashley Adrine is. is. Like I'm, I'm i want to I'm gonna look her up. Or producer Chris could chime in with that information. Yeah. Um. ashley audrain was born in 1982 and to know how many kids she has and what her life situation is that this absolutely yes um i do think that it is huge to have a support network of people that have gone through this like i absolutely love the fact that i had both jess and you Mm -hmm. that had already had a son that were you know you were two years ahead of me Alex was or Jess and Alex were a year ahead of me and Mm -hmm. so I just had all those things that I could be like hey is this normal exactly he keeps pulling out his penis and saying penis is that normal (laughs) yep that's totally normal get used to it all right seven years later nine years later yep they're still doing that but whatever yeah and I think that she didn't have that even no. with the mommy and me she no. didn't have anybody that she had already been close to, at least that they mentioned at all. And she
0: couldn't relate to anybody because yeah. she wasn't, they weren't having the same feelings and thoughts that she was. Right. And, you know, I mean, everybody's, everybody's um, situation is different. Everybody has different, like, lived in situations and whatever. And, you know, this, this was kind of, this was obviously an extreme one where, you know, the baby's not relating to her and she's trying really hard and you can do, you, you, can, you can, only can only do, do so what, much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can only do what you can do. So.
1: So going back to the Gemma and Jet yes. um the psycho part of me if if the book didn't end the way it did I was going to be kind of really disappointed. I kind of really wanted Violet to materialize in the same way in the new household. So
0: here okay so the, the opening of the book is again Blythe looking into the into Window. this Christmas, you know, scene yep. of this this happy family <clears throat> This incredibly happy family. And then, again, we see Violet, and we don't know Violet as Violet yet. We just know her as her daughter. And she looks out the window, and she just kind of, yes, she can see her, but she's ignoring her. She's not paying attention to her. But she's staring her down.
1: And then she puts her hands on her brother's shoulders, doesn't she?
0: We don't know the, like... That it's not... We don't know this ominous, like, backstory until we've read the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. So then she goes back to that, and... It has just such, a, like, a, 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 so much more weight chilling to it. it is. It's so chilling. You're like, holy shit, like, something's going to happen to this baby. You know damn well yep. that something is going to happen to this baby. Yep. Horrifying. And
1: the fact that, uh Blythe basically says that she's mouthing the words, I pushed him to her, like, mm-hmm. through the window, mm-hmm. it is almost the crux of her Christmas is that her daughter's admitting to
0: her. Merry Christmas! I murdered. I pushed him. Yes, I murdered You're my brother. You're not crazy. Your son. Yes, it's me. It was me. Yeah, and but right here's now this other little brother I have right here. But here, let
1: me hold his shoulders mm-hmm. as we look out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't know. But the fact that the last line is that something happened to Jet, I was like, oh, I, thank God. No. <laughs> Which is so fucking demonic that of is me. So
0: fucked up. <laughs> that is the most fucked up thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I just
1: I want. It was just I can't think of the word like confirmation that she was not crazy absolutely and it really is her absolutely. daughter is a psycho
0: yes yes yeah it was almost like and and i think that was that's like the really cool thing about like how the author chose to tell the story is yes it's like it's almost like wow she wasn't crazy we weren't crazy the entire yeah. time yeah. like i'm so glad that uh-huh. something happened to this baby like which sounds oh, sick yeah. but at the exactly. same time it's like here's my confirmation that we're not being crazy right
1: the fact that she did, she, oh yeah, she took the blade out of her mother's dresser, which she specifically asked to go to her mother's that weekend and spend mm-hmm. the weekend with her. And then she tiptoes, tiptoes in.
0: Which, come on, she's never done that before. She doesn't do
1: that. She Well, she did it like two or three times at the end, but is specifically asking about the bleach. And then she obviously knew that that blade was in the drawer. Yeah. She didn't just tiptoe in and start ser- searching the drawers. Yeah. She knew it was there. And that's when you know, too, because when did she ask about the bleach stuff? It was after. It was the next one. The next time she came over. So she came over and then she was there and did the whole... She took the knife and then her, basically blamed Blythe for having yeah. her ex's knives all out, which is yeah. bullshit. Um, And then the next time that she came and stayed with her... She was asking about the bleach.
0: So this is that goes back to that premeditation of asking about the light. Asking about the light. Exactly. And like now I'm asking about bleach. Like how much bleach can one drink before that, you know, like whatever. Or is this safe? Like Jesus. Jesus. Like Also,
1: we didn't even mention the whole panic attack that the that Blythe had the one time when she was picturing the babysitter putting Gemma the golf clubs thing down in the basement. She was picturing not Gemma, picturing uh Violet and Sam downstairs with yes. the golf clubs. And she yes. basically was just like she could do it. She, she could, could do it. She would do would it. She would do it. And do then it. she literally like flew out of I don't even remember where she was. Mm. But she flew out of there like, holy shit, oh they my god. Home.
0: Yeah. And they're like, Oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everybody's okay. Nobody's dead. But But you weren't wrong. No, she has like, and that's the scary thing, I think. Like, and again, going back to nature versus nurture, like, how do you know if you're raising a good person? You just have to, you don't know until you don't know, or you don't know until you know. You know what I mean? Like, it's, but you do have that instinct. Like, mm
1: -hmm. people have dead eyes. Like, absolutely. It just, yeah. You get that creepy hair on the back of your neck raises yeah. and Violet's dead eyes come out pretty early on in yeah, this book yeah we just
0: don't know that that's right what it is yet right you now i don't
1: know but that's then really also scary. at the same time there's always you know the wolf living in sheep's clothing yep. that you can't see you don't Absolutely. know and you don't realize which yeah. you would hope that as a mother you would be able to tell right but if it's your first how do you know that you're not making it up or that you're just Oh wait, this is what Motherhood's like? Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess. Alright, I, I guess I everybody just better. covers up for everything. Yeah,
0: I don't know any better. I don't know. I feel like there's
1: there's a couple other questions. I'm gonna hit pause real quick just okay. to look at the questions. God.
0: Okay, so you and I talk like I've already said, we talk about nature versus nurture quite often on this podcast. And like I remember there was a quote that I flagged at the end of the book. And um This is when Blythe is, it's basically an interlude chapter where Blythe is talking about her uh, childhood and when her mother leaves and, you know, whatever. And um, uh, there's this one quote her mother, Celia, says, and it's, and she goes, I don't want you learning to be like me, but I don't know how to teach you to be anyone different. She left us the next day. Yeah. Like, she, that's, she
1: was like combing her hair at that point
0: in time, which I, I felt was very
1: different. Uh, and numbers. right she
0: was she's not a very nurturing mother not at she's all. not a very nurturing mother but that's like that's basically some very serious like self-awareness you know i'm damaged you know i'm damaged and i don't want you to be like me but i also don't know any different and i, I don't, don't know, know how, how to, to you. teach you yeah. otherwise yeah like but
1: her mom didn't want her right in the first place right exactly and then her mom didn't want her
0: yes was the yeah. other side of that yeah there's a lot of fuck Fucked up in this on yeah, the on place. On, on the mom. On the mom side of the family. Yeah. Um I don't know, Katie, do you have anything else that you wanna I,
1: I do wanna briefly touch on the abuse that Edda gave to cecilia okay which like that whole pickle jar scene where she like basically threw her doll into the back of the pickle it just so to shut her into
0: that I was like yeah in this in the cellar yeah yeah I'm not
1: claustrophobic but I was reading yeah. that whole thing and just not being able to turn around and just it, I meant to come back for you yeah. I forgot yeah Aww, the fuck you
0: did well and that's kind of like one of those things where like you know blythe just putting her headphones in and not listening to the baby crying i mean that's very similar in its own way
1: right and well that's the other side of it is like well we don't it's not very clear how we get that story the the cecilia version of stories um because it's it's not something i can imagine that she ever told cecilia ever told life right exactly so that that's kind of like a third party stuff going on that's why i called it like an interlude like it's not
0: really blythe narrating that we're just learning more about blight's backstory that way
1: so whatever who however we got that who knows what led up to it like Mm -hmm. you're only getting the that version of it that side of it right exactly i don't know i think i'm good on this book i I, i've really liked it i'm glad we read it me too me too i'm not even sure how it came across my plate but
0: i think um I think I was the one who I, I I always look at like at the end of the year I always look at like um best, best books, books and like of the year. I love to count like how many that I've read yeah. and like if I've read them and if I haven't, I'll be like, Oh, that sounds really interesting and I add it to okay. my list. I have ever growing to be read pile. Yeah. Um and this was just one of those ones like I know that I wanna read it. I know that like, you know, we're looking for like interesting books to talk about and I'm so glad we picked this one. Like yeah. this one like generated good. an awesome conversation, yes. obviously and um yeah so i think like this one came from me i sent it to you i was like what do you think about this book and whatever um and that's how i learned about it but uh i thoroughly enjoyed it i actually was looking up ashley audrain today and saw that she has more books books? so i'm gonna probably add those to my tv red pile (laughs) so here we go um even though so we're not basically shortening it we're lengthening our tv red pile anyway um let's jump into our epilogue uh, katie all right the epilogue uh, so Katie for our next episode what are we reading we're reading Shoulder
1: Season by Christina Clancy okay and this is uh, this I recommended this one or found this one um, I believe it's a story – it's a fictionalized story of somebody going to work at the Playboy Mansion. And
0: I, and I remember you telling me that, and I was like, I'm in. Yep. I'm in 100%. Yep. And at first when you told me, I didn't think that it was fictionalized. I thought it was actually like a memoir. Which would
1: have been cool too. It would have been too
0: cool too, but at the same time – We like fiction. And we do. And I'm super <laughs> – I'm sure there are plenty stories real life that probably will – That probably mimic it. Parallel absolutely. it. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to read that. Um, super excited to read that. And, uh, that episode will come out in two weeks from today. Two yep. weeks from today. Um, not today specifically, but two weeks from the date of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um we'll have a
1: cocktail with that i'm sure we
0: absolutely will have a cocktail with that something bunny themed because it'll be closer to
1: easter too oh my god it will yeah
0: um so we'll do we'll do some research on that and you can check our socials for um that kind of information and uh you can find it which is at at to be Red pod um both on instagram and on twitter um we are on apple and spotify our podcast and uh rate review and subscribe please 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 please, please. send us comments yes send us comments anything. send us questions Feedback. we have an email uh to be read at, what is it to <laughs> be read podcast at gmail.com yes. um send us you know any anything you want to tell us if you hate us comment and tell us because we want to know yeah we're not know. even listening
1: we wouldn't know but... we'll
0: fucking read that shit on the air i don't yeah. give a shit <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there's all social media stuff we I I, I don't know that we can really explain enough how much we are enjoying doing this
1: every single episode that comes out we're like awesome yeah we love
0: this so we, if you think
1: that we're not awesome tell us
0: if you th- and if you think that we are awesome please tell us because we want to hear as well uh, we want to hear that way more please
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so guys uh, if you have
0: suggestions for books too that's the absolutely. other thing like we absolutely. have
1: our we have our agenda of books that we want to do but if you have a one that's come across your plate that you're like this is amazing you need to read this so, we want to hear what you
0: have to say right. about it and we posted on on instagram what our agenda of books is however that's not set in stone no. Like, if there comes some, something that, like, you it's know, we want to read, it's on the, the internet. The internet yeah. is forever. But the internet is forever. The picture can be updated. <laughs> Don't post it on the internet, guys. That shit is forever. Um, anyway, uh, I think that's it. Katie, it's been a pleasure talking about The Push with you today. And, uh, guys, we will see you next time.
1: When, we, when you join us to make your To Be Read pile one book shorter. Bye, guys. Bye.
0: To Be Read is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willie. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turrell. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. Theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Maffa.
1: Oh, wait. What? I had something I wanted to tell you. What? So I went to trivia on Thursday. Okay. At your brewery. Yeah. Where your sister works. Yeah. And she told me that uh, you told her that she's too old for an eyebrow ring. No, I didn't.
0: (laughs) If I said that – And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, exactly. Okay, no. here's what I probably said. I said that she was too old to re it. To redo it. it. Okay. If you've had one since you were 18 years old, that's different. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, no, like, no, 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 do no. you
1: believe this? And I was just like, I don't think that's true. No. I'm going to wait and drop that in the, bo- in the podcast. Yeah,
0: that's not – that's not – Entirely accurate because I said you're you're too old to get it done again. Like it's the same thing with like so many people who tell me that they want like dermal piercings. I'm like, come on, no, yeah. no, like, yeah, no. you're mm-hmm. too old for that stuff. Yeah. Like that's like a 20 year old kind of thing. Side note, I have one. What <laughs> <Not laughs> a I- dermal piercing? Oh, an eyebrow? Ring. Yes, an eyebrow yeah. ring. I think everybody got that, understood that joke. Right. I hope, anyway. <laughs> Anyways.